football, the Bulls are off and running. And Dan and Jason Bernstein are here to keep you up to date with the Stampede. You're listening to Organizations Win Championships. Well, I, you, you can't say that the Bulls didn't hold to form because we, with all the rumors and everything that was popping out there about possibilities, they ended up merely trading into the second round. By giving up two other second round picks. So you lose out on two. So you lo- you net lose a pick when you could get the same type of player in the same type of spot. I know it, in some ways it feels good that they at least did something. And we can presume this is the guy in Julian Phillips that will replace Derek Jones Jr. in the lineup because after he opted out of his what was it? Three and a half million dollar option. I think it's safe to say that he's looking for something a little bit more substantial, but it, I don't know how much sense it makes to me. I, it, it just, it's kind of just like a yay. And then we move on from it. Um, although Julian Phillips is known to be really athletic and he has defensive versatility, but it's, it, there's not much to be excited about with this team right now. Especially These are the big takeaways that I had. And if we just kind of look at it from 30,000 feet to start, I was tantalized by the possibility of a DeMar DeRozan trade. You know how oh, I was so uh, yeah. you know, strident I've been that the that nothing good is going to happen until they get the restrictor plate off the engine right now because NASCAR is coming to Chicago. I can use a, a NASCAR analogy that what it, the, the, the suffocating force on a modern NBA offense that is an anachronistic 1990s, early 2000s kind of game is still something they're going to have to navigate as long as, as DeRozan's here and he's here. There were also rumors of a Zach Levine possible deal, and that didn't come to fruition either. And I keep coming away with this. The Bulls think their players are better than we think they are, certainly here in this room. And I know it appears that the Bulls think their players are better than the market thinks they are. Because if they're not getting the right offers, maybe your player isn't worth what you think he's worth. Right. I I think we figured that out when they tried to get two first-round picks out of Alex Caruso when I would have done it for one late round first pick this year. I think that if I think the Warriors were really interested in Caruso at the deadline. And I remember there was a video of Steve Kerr actually telling Alex Caruso, we would love to have you here. Mm-hmm. And if they were to, what pick did they have? They, they somewhere late in the first round. I don't know. I, I I'm going to forget who they selected, but I would have made that trade, but the bull said, no, we want two first round picks for Alex Caruso. Yes, he's a great defender, and yes, he's a good locker room guy. But he's not worth two first-round picks in any universe. He, he's making $9 million. That Granted, that is, a, that is a $9 million per year well spent, but you have to be realistic with what you have. And I don't think DeRozan is going to be worth all that much. I think Levine, if they were to shop him, is going to be worth significantly more. But... I don't. I still don't think Levine is a max player, and I don't think you can get a trade offer that would normally be adequate for a quote-unquote max player. And it's a really frustrating position they're in when it seems like they are blind to what everyone else seems to see. 
And then the next step is going to be to keep the core together with likely a a minimum two-year deal for Nikola Vucevic. And probably they'll end up with a three-year deal that might even have a player option, which I think is a mistake for an, an aging player who, even he though he thinks that he's going to play into his 40s, is not something I'm interested in, in, in experimenting with here or paying for at the moment. And I keep looking at the quote here. This is from, from our guy, Casey Johnson, and he put it in the Twitter feed. And I saw it. I said, this can't be right. This, this it has to be satire. This was AK last night. Now that the trade is closed, the Orlando selection of Jet Howard was the other Bulls pick. Now, just first blush, what do you make of this quote from the executive VP of the Chicago Bulls? I thought that deal worked out pretty well for us. I, what? <laughs> How that's slow? it. That's that's the only quote. I thought that deal worked out pretty well for us. First of all, when they just we had we groaned when we saw ESPN put up that trade when Orlando was about to make that selection. Yes, we did. And Otto Porter, whatever. I don't really care about Otto Porter. But when I saw Wendell Carter, who has gotten a lot better, who I would take over Vucevic right now, and at least for this team, and then I saw Franz Wagner, mm-hmm. who I love. I love his game. He's a 6'10", 6'11", athletic, sm- small forward, power forward. He can guard multiple positions if he tries on defense. But he's more athletic. He's, as some people would like to say, sneaky athletic. And he can shoot the crap out of the ball. And that's he fits the modern NBA so well. And he came in as a rookie and he started torching people. And I think he's already an, uh, an underrated asset for a team that could be very good in a short period of time. Uh, obviously, when it comes to Paolo Boncaro, who I think could be one of the best players in the NBA for years to come. Um, it... it how in what world does that work out? We were so excited when they made that trade, but in hindsight, they weren't in a position, especially that's a deal you make when you're going to be in the playoffs and looking to push forward and make a playoff run that season. They didn't make the playoffs that year. No, they were bad. They were it, terrible. It, it, the, the half season after they picked him up, they couldn't figure out how to play. And what the, I think the most, the most significant thing that season to come out of that trade was Patrick Williams changing his number to 44. Nothing came out of it. And it, oh God, he, I thought AK was going to be such a change for this organization, but it's really similar to what Garpax is doing. I mean, before we we uh, break down, before we break down the, the players, the new acquisitions, there was a buried story from last night that I think may be more significant than I thought when I first saw it. And that was the hiring by the bulls of Peter Patton. Now people in Chicago remember Peter Patton as the, the shooter guy from DePaul from 92 to 96. And he has since sort of bounced around as a shooting guru who studied under longtime shooting coach, Chip Engeland, who's a, a, a former Duke player, really good friend of Steve Kerr. And Peter Patton had been with the Mavericks and the Timberwolves as a shooting coach. The Bulls have not only hired him as a shooting coach, 
they've named him their director of player development. And Mark Eversley discussed this idea of, yeah, you know, it's a good idea if guys can shoot. Wow. Isn't it brilliant? So the ball, you, you, you put the ball up and then it goes in the basket, which and it's really worth- is... And it's, it's a fascinating three, way of looking at basketball. It's worth three points. Yes, that that one's good too. The one oh my that is goodness. The, the one that is worth three would be nice. So now in consecutive years, they happen to have drafted guys who can't shoot well enough. And I, I started laughing, imagining when they this this kid shooting coach walks over. Hey, uh, Mr. DeRozan, nice to meet you. Can we talk? Like, uh, I get to shoot a little more of these. Can we work on your shooting a little bit? I mean, what? It's it's yeah. it's ridiculous DeRozan knows his game and I'm kidding. I, I I I don't know if DeRozan is gonna dad I'm, I'm kidding I, I know you're kidding he's not gonna say boo to DeMar DeRozan I know but it DeRozan's not, it won't affect DeRozan I I just don't know if DeRozan will be I I don't he'll still be a ball he will they're not gonna trade anybody they're gonna re-sign Vucevic and they're gonna sign Dante DiVincenzo and he's gonna suck why why can't he be good he no, I, I don't know. I'm just pessimistic. And I also think he, I discussed this when we talked about potential free agents. I also think he's a really good fit for the Warriors. And I don't know if the Bulls would know how to use him properly. I just I don't have any faith at all. And yeah, but you're, you're the youngster. You're supposed to be wide eyed and oh, idealistic. Really? But guess what? And hopeful. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about the Bulls here, okay? Yes. We're not talking about Cleveland or Detroit or Orlando or even Houston or San Antonio. We're not talking about those teams. We're not. And also, I, I know this isn't Bulls-related, but Imani Bates went at 49 mm-hmm. to the Cavs. That's, I mean, that's something to look out for a little bit. I, I still think there's, there's some there as much as he fell off from his high school days. I still think... That's that's a worthwhile. I I would have rather them taken Bates at thirty five if they were going to trade back into it because at least we know how talented he he he's a crazy talented basketball player. It's just can he put it together and will he be a good dude off the court because we know he's had some issues. But I I think that there's a little bit there's a little bit of something there. So all right, first thoughts on the new bull Julian Phillips from Tennessee who seems to fit a a type of collection of traits. Yeah, and they can't develop anything. Like, But, but Peter like, Patton is here. How can you say that? Uh, Peter stop. Patton is here to cure everything that ails them. Stop. But if we're talking about development, I think we have to look at Miami as the gold standard. Right, but let's talk and, about Julian Phillips. What do you like? What do you not like? Um, I don't like his 24% from the three in college. That that's not good at all. But I do like 6'9, 19 years old, athletic, can guard multiple positions. I mean, it's just another one of those guys. And I just I I I don't know. They just haven't seemed to develop anything. If you how uh, Miami has developed everybody, and we know Max Struess is not the most athletic, talented player. We know Gabe Vincent is 5'11", 6 feet. Caleb Martin is not a very good athlete. And they had a fourth undrafted guy. 
who, who's their other Duncan Robinson, Duncan Robinson. He's not super physically talented. He can shoot the crap out of the ball. Though. But all of those except Caleb Martin are known for simply being able to put the ball in the basket from wherever they stand on the floor. Right. And Caleb Martin turned into Jesus in that game seven against the Celtics. I mean, like if, if you're going to draft a traits guy, you better know how to develop. And the Bulls drafted Patrick Williams fourth overall, mainly because he was a trait guy. Obviously he was a little bit more polished than somebody than that would go 35th overall, but there hasn't been as much development as we'd hoped as, as much as we still think Patrick can be something. And I, I still do too there. That's the, the one bit of light I have right now. Um, I would say Patrick and Kobe are pretty much it. Maybe mostly Patrick though. Well, we'll it's, get to Kobe just, when we start just, talking about the, the, the current it, roster. I, I'm, I'm all over the place with this team and it's all leading back to, they can't develop and they suck. <laughs> well, you're in a cheery mood. Yeah, uh, I know. So you part of this might be because I'm really tired, but UConn forward Adama Sanogo, who I believe was the yeah, final the most, four most outstanding, most outstanding player, the, the right? Entire tournament's most outstanding, or maybe that was Jordan Hawkins. I don't know who. I think went like 15th overall or something. And he, I would rather be, the Bulls have. I would love if the Bulls had Jordan Hawkins, but yeah, they don't. That that'd be nice. But Sanogo will be a two-way player between the Bulls and the Windy City Bulls. He is not going to be on the active roster for a very long period of time. Big, strong, I loved smart. Him co- loved him in college. He's, I still think he's better than Kofi Coburn. And he can move. He can move. He can move, but he can't jump. Um, can't, can't really shoot. He made a couple in, in one of the final four games, made a couple threes in one of the final four games, but um, he's a perfect college big, but he will not be able to survive at the NBA level. Although I think it's worth a shot because sometimes the best college, I mean, why would you not try to take a shot on the best college player in the NCAA tournament? I mean, Luca Garza somehow has found himself some NBA minutes um, on the Wolves and Pistons. No, he wasn't. He was like the G League starting all, the G League all-star starting center. Perfect place for him. I mean, well, he, the thing about Luca Garza is he can shoot, which Sonogo can't. Um, I don't know. It's whatever. They, it's just so underwhelming. The Bulls are so incredibly underwhelming in every aspect of everything for the past 10 years. 